Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Hey, man. We're, we're a couple minutes late. We just had to jump right in. Um, Mike, did you know? Did you forget? Or I did not forget. Um, I had a puppy that had to go pee pee and was squatting to pee pee on the carpet again. And so I screamed at her outside, 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 outside. And then I went running outside, and then she's so excited she wanted to chase me around the yard and play uh, the outside game. So then I was like, no, pee-pee, pee-pee, pee-pee. So then she's trying to rip my pants. And then I had to turn away from her three times. Long story short, and she made two squirts of pee, and I don't think she really had to go at all. I think she was just appeasing me. Um, That's why she pretended to make one little squirt of lemon juice. (laughs) Um, Yeah. What do you think's harder, Mike? Based, yeah. uh, do you think it's harder to raise a child or a dog, a brand new puppy? Probably um, a puppy because the child uh, has fingers. I'll just, you know what? I will just let that one go. I <laughs> I want the people to then, uh, use their oh, imagination. Well, I forgot, to I forgot out who what I was talking mean. to, Mr. Scratch Cornea himself. Uh, oh, so I know that you know getting raked in the eyeball can be a little testing, uh, but no, I mean it's feeding a puppy and re- feeding a baby. A baby, if if it's hungry, just smush its face into a boob. Oh no, yeah. what torture that is! What do you if you want to feed a puppy, you have to feed it hard brown kibble in a metal bowl. Um, so, I mean, the puppy's like, can you put this in a boob and squeeze it out for me? And I can't. So I also think feeding a puppy is a little bit easier. Chewy says uh, that's why he likes his cat. Uh, Jared's aboard. Thanks for the bubble guppies flashback, Mike. Um, I don't think I know that reference. I think it went over my head, too. I was kind of hoping. <clears throat> uh, Dan B., I tuned into Red Wings rant and got Dr. Phil. Fethdar's aboard. What's going on, Fethdar? Let's get into board. it, Matt. 
Yeah. Yeah. Let's, we don't. Uh, we don't have a ton to talk about. Um, well, we're talking I kinda... about my new family member. The Red Wings introduced a new family member, man. Oh, there he transition. is. Yeah. Um, Red Wings trade uh, Gustav Lindstrom and conditional fourth round pick for Jeff Petrie. Uh, most, I don't know, well known for being Dan Petrie's kid. <laughs> uh, they're both going to wear number 46. Of course, Dan Petrie, uh, famous for his days with the Detroit Tigers. Um, I think, I think that's the best place to land the plane, right? Like, uh, Jeff put it out there today himself to get the call yesterday. This is Jeff's words to get the call yesterday and hear that news that you're coming home. I'm coming home and uh, coming to play for the team you watched growing up uh, to be able to put on the jersey. It means a lot. It's a very special moment. Um, yeah, and uh, we don't have. Collecting guys that he can guilt trip into cheap yeah. extensions. Um, so he's already cut his salary in half, and then on the next extension, Steve will cut it in half again. Um, <laughs> I don't know if Steve uh, is actually a god, but he is a bit like Jesus in that he takes a you know a couple of fish and he uses it to feed all of the roster somehow. Um, Matt, this is a very fascinating move to me. Um, in that the the appeal for Lindstrom, Gustav, was that, you know, he's a seventh or eighth defenseman. Um, I think we could safely say he's not, you know, that, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you remember this idiom, but it's not the uh, AAA player. It's not quite a major league player. They're like a, a 4A player, um, which is kind of what I felt Lindstrom was. So to turn him in a fourth round pick into... A guy who could shore up, you know, the right side of our D and give us some very complicated decisions going forward. Uh, this is a, a fascinating move. Um, I don't know if this is the part I wanted you to touch on uh, between um, uh, the ghost bear, um, don't call me whole. And then, of course, uh, Sherat, um, you know, in the recent history here. Matt, is this the best defenseman that we've acquired in the last two years? Well, let's let me back up because I'm already going to say there's I, I'm already cl including like Wallman and Mata in their own uh, <laughs> their own echelon here. But would you put him towards the top of uh, a, like this year's best acquisition after, you know, to bring it? Ah, is this? Number um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like arguably. Right. Like none of these are really like this. This is an upgrade over Lindstrom. This is yeah. definitely the guy that can play every night i think it was pointed out by everyone this is your 22 minute guy um and and you had a little bit of the contract eaten up too so that's kind of nice but um yeah i think i think arguably you could come up like pretty easily depending on kind of what you're going for right because we were excited for the ghost bear for a little bit more of an offensive touch here but uh jeffy petrie jeffy p um I think easily lands. Yeah. Uh, as uh, for everything that's been brought in this off season uh, on the defensive side. Sure. I have no problem putting him there as number one. Um, but yeah, I mean, taking a look, you, you brought up Olimata, Jake Wallman, and of course, Mo Sider. Those guys have a spot. I think everybody else is fighting for a spot. Um, and I, I might even, 
I think it's pretty accurate to say Olimata isn't necessarily like <laughs> locked for a spot. I think everybody's kind of like, oh, um, what can we make work here? And and I kind of like this idea too of like um, when Petrie comes into this lineup, and you know I'm going to bring up the depth chart here, but um, Gostaspare, Ben Sherat, Justin Hall, Olimata, Jeff Petrie, um, Cap Friendly threw in Jared McIsaac, but then we're also talking about uh, Simon Edmondson, Albert Johansson. Um, I think you I think you could easily pull two things out of this. Number one, Steve was not lying when he said he wasn't ready to pencil, even pencil in Simon Edmondson into the lineup this upcoming season. Injury or not, not ready. Um <clears throat> same for Albert Johansson. So it wasn't ready to do that. Uh but number two, I think everybody also needs the understanding that none of these guys have like a solid spot. <laughs> like I, there, there isn't a guy in this lineup that uh, we just went through that, it, you know, again, not, not including Mort Sider and Jake Wellman um, on the defensive side that anybody is going to make a big stink about if they're scratched. Now things could change if we're two months into the season and Jeff Petrie's leading the team in points and he gets scratched you know, for one night because he was late for practice, you know, we're going to be like, well, that's kind of bogus. But, right, I mean, we we could confidently look at this roster of dudes. I think, I think everyone we've brought in isn't the game changer. <laughs> confidently, I can say that. Um, there's a ton of flexibility here. And, um, you know, this also... The more I look at this list, too, this kind of seems like a let's see what sticks. And furthermore, I think the final thing I'm coming to the conclusion here, um, there's a good chunk of change being spent on these guys collectively. I think individually, they're all movable, depending on what you need to do to, to move them. Or if we're talking buyouts next year, they aren't contracts that are going to absolutely destroy you on the buyout side. So, I don't know. It's it's not amazing. It works out. You upgraded, right? The player you lost that was in your roster, you've now improved. You've added on the right side of the D, which we all know is kind of something when you look up and down this list. We kept saying, like, oh, I guess Ben Chirot's going to be on the right side. Or Goss Despair would be on the right side. And then when we brought in Justin Hall, everybody was kind of like, what the hell is Steve Eiserman doing? What's he thinking? Um, so yeah, uh, an, an improvement, I would say over what we've been talking about for sure. But here's, here's right. This is where we land this. It's not going to yeah. make a huge difference here. <laughs> um, no, it's a, for me, it's a fascinating move because it, it, you know, the way the, the Eisenman prospects are kind of coming up, um, our more valuable players are our cheaper ones. And Petrie coming in at, you know, half his salary due to it being uh, retained uh, from Montreal. Um, it's just funny that now our arguably our second or third best defenseman is also, you know, the one who's not making very much money in Detroit. Um, he did, uh, he didn't play a complete season, um, you know, past couple of years. Mm, what do we got for him? 
last year 61 games year before that 68 year before that 55 but in that 55 game season 42 points that's that's pretty damn good for a defenseman matt um and the year before when he had the 68 games 27 points then last year he played in 61 games had 31 points uh which would have paced the red wings he would have been our eighth best scorer uh this you know then 34 year old defenseman now 35 um yeah, it might be a little weird um, to see, you know, I, I know uh, we had a little burst of scoring from Hronik when he had the magic mustache, uh, but magic mustache aside, it's going to be a little interesting that to, you know, see the ghost bear running the point on the power play, um, seeing Petrie here, uh, you know, being a confident guy who can, you know, likes the puck on his stick to try and get some points. Um, so, yeah, it's a significant upgrade. So I think there's kind of three things that we'd want to talk about in this episode. Um, you know, one, is this a, a great move that we're all excited about? Hell yeah. Uh, Matt, maybe point number two, and apologies um, if you want to kind of jump into the war a little bit. But, you know, I think we also want to touch on how this is going to affect um, prospects. And by prospects, I mean Edmondson. Um, or my my buddy Alberto Johansson-O, uh, who I refuse to pronounce his name correctly. Um, how this is going to kind of, you know, maybe block them for at least this season. Yeah, I guess that was, that was kind of the point I was coming to where, where Steve had said previously, like he wasn't going to put in uh pencil in Simon Edmondson into the opening night lineup. And I, I mean, I don't think this shows like a lack of confidence in them, but it, it does. Uh, I mean, Petrie wasn't the guy that was going to keep Edmondson out of the lineup. Uh, this is filling, you know, the right side of the defense. So I don't, I don't like that part of the equation. I just can't, I don't know. It's, it's everything else that was added to, to the lineup. Um, it's kind of where that, I don't know. I guess that's where the conversation starts. It's, it's like all those free agency signings. You and I kind of came out of free agency and we're like, well, that, I, what the, what the fuck are we doing? Um, you know, do we trust our scouting kind of thing? Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't hate this deal. And I, I don't think this affects, this This isn't the deal that was really affecting that potential um, on the left side of the D and everybody we have. I, th I think it was some of the other moves that, that, the, that Steve did. But, I, I'm just so middled about this. Um, I don't hate it. And I think it's a deal that doesn't hurt us. But I think it's a little... It's a little irresponsible to be too excited about bringing in a 35-year-old defenseman. Right? Who benefited quite a bit in some of his past seasons with some of the guys he got to play with in, in a top-pairing role playing with some of the, you know, best hockey players of all time. So I don't, I don't want to jump too much on points. I, and I don't, I'm also not disparaging it. I don't think it's a bad thing to get points, but I just, I can't get myself too excited. I think it's a move that we upgraded from Gustav Lindstrom. I think we have a role that needed to be filled and now it is filled but I'm also not blowing any loads. I am. Um, I'm happy. 
right? But I do think it's irresponsible to get way too excited about this move. Uh, it's just a move that when we looked at all the free agent signings and we were like, what the hell are we doing? Um, this is what we expected to see. This is what we wanted to see. So now it's happening. You know, it's kind of the conversation I think it's funny because it's kind of like, um, you know, sometimes at work, like I want this, but I like meet expectations and I'm like, why aren't we throwing a parade for me? And it's like, I don't know. No, that's what we brought you in to do. You were supposed to bring us a solid right side defenseman. So you did that. Um, blowing the load comes with, you know, to bring it showing up and uh and that yeah, next I, I don't know if anybody thinks you know we you know won the stanley cup with this trade i think it's i think it's um kind of what i something along these lines kind of what i expected last offseason you know and then we got shrot instead not that i expected petrie but kind of a shrewd like wow that's all we gave up to get a guy like that who's you know still productive and there's not much of a commitment to him and my God, we're going to be paying him $2 million, you know, to be in our top four defensemen. That's uh, a pretty attractive, you know, acquisition. I like that a lot. Um, and I, I don't know if you wanted to kind of sashay away from that um, idea of how he, you know, could potentially, you know, block our prospects. But, um, you know, if you, if you just take a look at, you know, games played last season by like Red Wing defensemen, uh, we had exactly one play 82 games and luckily it was the one we wanted <laughs> insider um uh, but i mean everybody kind of took some bumps or you know they just weren't good enough and they were yeah. healthy scratches um so knowing the bumps are going to be there um this feels like a pretty perfect acquisition because again it's not a long-term commitment there's going to be some boo-boos there's going to be some bruises there's going to be opportunities for our our young guys to play um and with Steve, you know, seeming to, you know, make some more win now moves. It doesn't look like he's willing to, um, you know, kind of let these guys learn on the job. It kind of looks like he's ready to let them learn, you know, at the minor league level where we can afford to lose games. Um, and it looks like, you know, this, this Petri move is exciting for another reason, because it makes me think that, okay, they do see some value in what they've done um and how guys have progressed and they think that maybe this will be a year that we can think about playoffs a little bit more seriously that's what this I, move signals to me if you're you giving know, them draft now, picks now that we're talking about it this move might even show more confidence in johansson and uh simon edmondson only because again we're talking about a veteran right side defenseman and Steve always talks about, and he wants Edmondson to like play meaningful minutes. He doesn't want to bring him in as like a third pair defenseman to just like, oh yeah, eight minutes, and then we'll we'll have somebody cover for you. The, you know, the other fifty, you know, fifty-two minutes. We have two other pairs that'll that'll eat all those minutes. No, it, instead, you you have brought in again, guy who has been. Well, I mean, you could see it on the war percentiles here. Like, he has been in the top 25% of the league before. Um, and then to say it's a hole that you're filling. But ultimately, yeah. When you want to bring in Edmondson and Johansson, you know, you're hoping for the left side. And we always knew we were weaker on the right side. And that that could have been 
that could have been one of the issues that Steve was trying. So this is me trying to figure out what the hell was going on at free agency. This, this could have been, this past free agency could have been Steve just going like, okay, well, I can't bring in Edvinson to try and like take care of any holes I have on the right side. That I can't ask him to do that. Even if we all are really excited to see him and what we've seen so far has looked really good. But I think he does, he can he can work with Jeff Petrie and there is a you know, a much bigger safety net, some opportunity to fail there and have somebody kind of catch you while you're falling. Um, you know, like that aspect here. And I, th I think that's pretty cool. Um, um, well, one other thing that's pretty cool is the comments coming in. Um, Jared Shaw, my boy. Uh, I just I put his whole name out there because I was I was putting together his reference earlier that we both missed for the bubble guppies with the outside outside everybody outside. Um, and performance art with uh, maybe a comment that I'm going to put on my refrigerator. When are you guys going to start taking live calls and do a on location episode? Uh, not against it. That'd be pretty fun. Um, we would have to get some sort of dedicated line, which you know, don't I don't hit that idea. Um, Chewy thrown in there. We still have five million available. Um, that's true. Uh, per hockey ref, bear with me here, Chew Chew man. Yeah, we got according to uh, Cap Friendly, we still got like five point nine available. Um, and then we have so many of these contracts that are easy to move, you know, because they're not long-term commitments. Uh, you could you could kind of get to whatever number you wanted, and the next year without doing anything, uh, you're at thirty mil. Um, there's one other one too. Jared was cooking over here. Well, yeah, um, performance art. I'm sorry, I really like this. I don't I don't think anybody needs to apologize for really really liking this. Uh, Jared throws out there. Petrie's a guy that can take some time off cider, which he needs. Yeah, absolutely. Like again, going back to the hole on the right side. Um, they did actually do a pretty good job, I thought last year. Um, kind of bringing cider's minutes back i mean there, there's defensemen that consistently will hit that 25 minute mark and um i thought they did a pretty good job but this just can you know gives us more wiggle room <laughs> is there um, any is there any way that petrie uh not by a lot but just takes a little bit of most cider's minutes so when we're trying to negotiate his contract uh next off season <laughs> it's not completely bananas in the eight or nine million dollar a year range I think we're going to luck out that his production isn't flashy enough and we'll be able to get something reasonable. And we can get him under market that, value. Yeah. I feel like it, it's going to be harder for like an agent uh, to sort of make that, that argument. But you and I probably both agree. Like just, just pay the guy. Um, yeah. Jared, I don't want to see any buyouts with cider and Raymond about to come off ELC, but Rass has earned a pay bump. I, I would say the only buyouts I'm thinking of is like we were talking about putting Ben Sherratt on the right side. And now you have a guy who's getting paid much. Well, not much less, but, you know, half half of what Ben Sherratt's getting paid. We can all agree that, you know, I don't know. OK, I don't know if we can all agree on this, but certainly the analytics point in the direction that uh, Jeff Petrie is is the way to go on the right side. So at least. Now we can 
kind of solve for one of those issues. And if another issue was, what are we going to do with if Gostas Bear is going to be on the right side or Justin Hall? Of course, I have no problem with either one of those guys being scratched any night of the week. Um, their responsibility that, you know, what we're going to ask from them, it's decreasing. I think it's great that we can ask Petrie to do more and give Cider that space, but even better, um, some of the other guys that were question marks at the free agent period, uh, they're also going to get less minutes. We have, we have something more reliable here. Um, Jared Petrie's being paid by Detroit, Montreal, and Pittsburgh. His poor accountant. <laughs> Um, um Danby, uh, yeah. oh yeah, go for it. Well, another one I wanted to touch on was uh Chewy's health update. My God, he's getting a defibrillator put in in a month or so. Ah, yeah, Dan B said it best. Best wishes, man. Hope you're hope that goes all right. Jeez. Yeah, keep us updated, Chewy. I hope you're doing okay, man. Um, <laughs> Dan B, I think uh, Petru was averaging about 18 minutes a night last year. I know the the number I saw was like dude, it was uh, twenty two. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, twenty two minutes is is quite a bit, and you got to think too. Like this this is a balancing act. Like we we keep talking about taking some of the responsibility off cider. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, Jeff Petrie will benefit from having less responsibility. Um. Also, be nice to uh, you know give Sherrod a few less minutes per night because he he did play a lot. He was uh, he's dropping a twenty bomb every every night. He was playing a whole period, Matt, an entire period of Ben Sherrod on defense. So just uh, keep that in mind, yeah. <laughs> Corey. I don't see what we do with Sherrod, Corey. I completely agree, and like I said, I. Like what I what I was getting at earlier is we now have a collection of gentlemen who I am totally okay with with being scratched, which I also think is you know what that's a nice marketing play. Um, there isn't going to be anybody I'll be upset about unless uh, you know we're like I mentioned we're two months into the well, season the, the and somebody Wings, really steps ahead. But um, this team is I, no stranger to uh, just paying guys to not play here. Um, so we do have this will be the last season of of Rana, so maybe we can fill that that void in our in our hearts, uh, you know, with Sherratt's contract for the next three seasons. Yeah. Um, by the way, we are still paying Abdulkader and Yamamoto. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I will never stop hating that Ben Sherratt contract. I, I, man, I mean, we weren't alone. I'm not going to act like, oh, man, we knew it. Like, a lot of people saw that Ben Sherratt signing and we were kind of like, well, maybe if the stars align, it'll make sense. But yeah, even now. I think at that that number oh. two, that's what makes us hate his production. Like how he played. If he's getting the Jeff Petrie deal, you know, two and a half million, he'd be like, eh, I mean, we're paying him two million bucks. What do you expect? But five million bucks, my God. Now, Corey says an interesting thing here. Uh, can't trade him with that contract and don't want him in the press box with that contract. Um. I'm, I'm fine with it. Put him in the press box. That's I'm totally cool. Scratch him every night of the year. Yeah, but uh, are the are the Illiches going to be cool with that? Uh, I mean, you got what do this you guy do, though. Like four seven. I, I don't know. You might have to bundle him with somebody you like. 
to get something else. So you essentially you use his money to get an expensive player, and then you throw in sweeteners of guys with actual like ice hockey value. So here's here's my I think this helps my point. Uh, Dan B says, sadly, with the cap, every team has a bad contract. Ours is Sherratt. Now, number one, I will come back to, we did not need to sign Sherratt. This was this is on Iserman 100%. Number two, um, what is the problem? Why would ownership need him on the ice to just make the team worse? Like, isn't it all, it's a sunk cost? And we've, we've added more defense. It's not like they said, Steve, you cannot bring anybody else on this team. No, Steve cut a guy's contract in half, got rid of Gus, got uh, Gustav, and, you know, for, I hate draft picks now. I can't tell you how little I care about the draft at this point. Um, Listen, he, so, he's doing yeah. two things, though. He, like, he's eating up valuable cap space uh, when what I think what you and I are going to christen uh, the summer of the maple leaves like the end it's upon us matt mm-hmm. and every penny you have available to try and pillage from that team that's going to blow up um is very valuable um yeah i mean you you kind of seem of the mindset to um you know let him be a healthy scratch on nights would you be more comfortable with that and then just having him there in case of an emergency and you know we got to ice a team kind of thing or was there a way we could bundle a prospect in him and a draft pick to get a good player? I, I think you lose. Good player does not come into into play there. Um, I mean, it would have to be a sexy prospect, you know, not not Soderblom because that's my boy. But you know, if we're throwing you know a name out there, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the the thing you hope for is he gets hurt and then. <laughs> He turns into one of those contracts that gets moved in the off season so that another team can carry an injured guy. God, and he's 32. What? God damn it, Steve. Mother fuck. God, this is such a terrible contract. Um, Fethdar, yeah, with the mention, uh, the team will have injuries. So while we have all of these D-men, they won't all be healthy at the same time. And and maybe a good point um, to also bring up, like, Relying on bed Sherratt on your first pairing or your second pairing is one thing. Having Sherratt be your seventh or eighth defenseman, um, while the contract blows, sweetenly, uh, that's not the worst thing in the world. Bring him in for a couple of nights while somebody else gets healed up and then he gets replaced. It's not terrible. I mean, of course, like we would sit there and say, like, yeah, of course, like Simon Edmondson would look better out there, <laughs> but you know for the situation we're in it's not it's not that could be worse you could be bringing in absolute dog crap um i guess is sharat naturally right or left lefty lefty okay i think i don't know i'm kind of talking out of my butt i've always uh left because lefty would be wallman mata the ghost bear and sharat so I got to think that we want the ghost bear, you know, helping to run the power play Wallman, you know, not really any debate there. And then Mata and Sherratt trying to figure it out um, as the last guy right side. This is pretty, pretty encouraging, you know, cider Petrie, and then Justin, don't call me whole whole um, as, the, as the sixth <laughs> guy, the right, the third right side. Um, I, I, it's, it's, it's better. 
It's not great. I just, can I, way can the, I land the that? that the, I, the way that the numbers work, it feels like there might be one more move. And it would have to be somebody willing to take a bite out of that Chirac contract and then taking a Red Wing prospect to give up give up somebody of a little value. Uh, Dan B. Chirac, can he play shortstop? Maybe he can help the Tigers in lieu of... Uh... Uh, uh, hobby. <laughs> I forgot what his first name was. Um, Baez. That's okay. That's what screwed me. Because uh, how do you how do you spell Baez? It's that... B A easy. Yeah, that's what. Um, <laughs> Chewy coming down to why I hate the draft, and he's only because the draft is rigged. That's like ninety percent of it. The other ten percent is it feels like we waste a ton of time <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> Uh, Fethdar, he's right there with me. Picks later in the third round. Meh. Uh, I did like, oh, while you were trying to figure out the handedness, was he naturally left or right? Jared threw in there. He's just naturally <laughs> bad. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, Jer Jared's a fan of Dan B's uh, ask for a new shortstop. Uh, Sherat, Dan B, he's perfect uh, for the 7-8 D-man. It, it's just the money, right? Do you want to get a bit of business in there and then uh, we'll come back? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, bear with us for just a moment. Even if you're not going on vacation, summer's all about that vacation state of mind. Whether I want to listen to, I don't know, maybe Red Wings rant, but whatever it is, I know there's two earbuds in both my ears throughout the entire experience. That's right, it's the Raycon earbuds. Um, I'm gonna tell you right now, Raycons, they absolutely are the best way to listen. Like I've got um, I've got one of those little things on my Raycon earbuds to make sure I don't lose them. So I do like the little beep beep because now I, I, can't, I can't operate without them. I am so much in love with them. Uh, you've got the earbud tap functions to toggle between three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, awareness mode. Uh, they have the 32-hour battery life. They come with custom gel tips. And not to mention half the price of some of those other audio brands that are out there. Uh, and you've also got a 30-day happiness guarantee. Although, if you have the same experience I do, that won't even come into play. But if you want to go... If you want to make this experience even cheaper, create your own soundtrack with Raycon right now. Red Wings Rant listeners get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's for the Hockey Podcast Network. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org in New York. Call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Food Hill Casino Resort in Kansas and West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10 plus leg required for 100% 
boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.com. Draft sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Oh, yeah. We're back, baby. I uh I do have to call myself out here. I thought the the points that you were talking about with uh, with Jeff Petrie and his forty six points. I thought that was his season with uh, Pittsburgh. I am no. now realizing that was with an absolute dog shit Montreal, who the number one points getter was Max Domi at seventy two points. They had Thomas Tatar, Jonathan Druin, Philip Deneau. Yeah. So he fucking rocked the shit. I am incorrect. I, I want to call myself out here. Holy shit. It's 46 point season <laughs> with the Montreal. That's money, man. What was that? 2018 um, 19. Can I ask you? Um, let me see here. Bear with me. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have him slotted in? He's not. There's no way they're going to put our two oldest dudes together, right? He's not playing with Chirac. I was I I was kind of but wondering if somebody knows more about this because Sherat played with uh with Montreal. Did he did they play together? Oh um I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to do some digging. Um, that would be scary to find out. <laughs> um, <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, do we have him because are we do we agree that the top pairing is uh the wallman and Momo? Yeah. Hundred percent. So does that mean the Ghost Bear and Petrie go together? Who are arguably are two of our better scoring defensemen? Like, or do you want to try and spread the wealth? So then you do put Petrie with Sherrod. Oh, see, Jared's done in the Ghost and Petrie. I just wonder if we got to spread the wealth, Jared. What do you think? I think. I think everyone's right with, you know, like what I want to do is put Sherratt, you know, away, take him out, um, do an old yeller, but he's probably going to start, right? Opening night, Ben Sherratt will be out there. And I I think he's going to be with Jeff Petrie. And then the third pairing will be Ghost and, or no, 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 no. Wait, now I am all over the place. Because then, where do I put my Olimata? Oh, God, this is so hard. I mean, they're all getting paid, right? Like, in the same sort of... Like, Ben Schrott's contract sucks because he's terrible. But it's not that... Like, it's, it's you know, one... That, is that... One is that, that over Illich? Olimata. Hey, listen, listen. It's not eight, Okay. Yeah, it's um, not eight. Uh it's almost it's more than halfway to eight, though, Steve. Um I mean, yeah, like what I want to do is just not ice Sherat, but I feel like they're gonna do that, and I like where your head's at, where it's like, okay, well, Jeff should probably correct for Ben Sherat's mistakes. Um, Corey thrown out there too. Um, we kind of touched on a little bit earlier, but asking with all these off season moves, when do we see all the young guys? Are we thinking one more season in the HL and next year we see more of them? I think what this sets up is you aren't 100% relying on them to play big minutes and be big contributors. Um, and we touched on it a little bit where, you know, there's just so many boo-boos. We had exactly one defenseman play every single game. 
um, in Mo Cider. So there's going to be ample opportunities. Um, it might not be game one, but there's going to be time. And it's probably in those young guys' best interest to not be like, all right, bud, we need you for 82 games in 22 minutes. Lace them up. <laughs> you know, now you kind of get yeah. to, you know, take your time in Grand Rapids and then, you know, kind of play and work your way up to, you know, a prominent spot with big minutes. Yeah, I I like what you're saying there about, you know, releasing some of the pressure on those guys because you don't want to, again, like like before we were like, well, is, is Edmondson going to be be the guy who has to babysit Ben Sherrod if we're putting him on the right side? Um, I think absolutely you see Edmondson and Johansson before next season ends but yeah you have all this flexibility now there there's the point i was making earlier about the two big takeaways um from all of this is that you know again steve wasn't lying but he's also there's a ton of flexibility to take from all of these defensive moves um uh, wasn't lying about not penciling in simon evanson and then yeah there's with all of these moves you don't have guys i think you absolutely need to get into the lineup any one of these nights uh, of course like i mentioned earlier not including jake wallman or mo cider i think you have a smattering of guys who can win and lose spots and and we're okay with it but i think the other thing here too is just that that added element that it doesn't have to be an injury I, I think Edmondson wants to play himself onto the team. He plays himself onto the team and you need to eat some of these contracts for a little bit. You're, you're going to eat some of these contracts for a little bit. And I, I think, I think Steve's okay with that. And I think, I think the Illiches are okay with that and they're paying these guys, whether they're on the ice or not. So yeah, I don't, I don't know where to take that part of the conversation, but I mean, all right, like that's what well, the I would say. Uh, no, Dan B dropping a bomb too. Um, Steve's not going to burn an ELC deal um, on anyone unnecessarily. Now that would come into play. What did we learn? If you're a teenager, that still comes into play. Edvinson's twenty. Johansson's twenty-two. So those those years are getting eaten up, right? At this point, regardless if they come up or not. Right. Once you hit 20. I believe that was our discovery. Yes. <laughs> I believe so, that was our discovery. Yeah. So the only way you're worrying about that is like on Nate Danielson and Marco Casper, which uh, like I'm kind of I mean, obviously, there's other guys we could that we've drafted over the last couple of years. But. Uh, I think that's that's when you can extend those years is just for the teenage years. And then, yeah, once they turn 20, poof, all gone. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. What did I say? We absolutely upgraded. I've said that multiple times. I can be happy that Steve won the trade. I don't, I'm not any more excited for the C like I'm, I'm still at the same excitement level, you know, like I'm not, we didn't do this move and now it's like playoff time. You know what I mean? I don't know. I've said this so many times this off season. I'm sure everybody's getting sick of it, but that's, that's where I can wrap up 
my feelings on this. Mike, you're more excited than I am, I think. Do you want to put it? So the one I, well, I, like, I, I without without him, right? It would have been guaranteed that uh, you'd be looking at Hole as your number two right side defenseman. Not super exciting. Or it would have been guys who were like, I can play either side. Um, so I think I think I like the stability of Petrie. Um, I like the I like the single season stability of Petrie, where I feel like I know what I'm getting, and that that not just that I know what I'm getting because there's quite a few Red Wings where I know where I'm getting from them, right, Sherat, uh, right, Fabry, be injured by about game eight after a you know a hat trick <laughs> and a you know spinning like a top uh, power check on somebody three times his size. Um, but no, I feel like I'm getting a, a defenseman that we're going to be confident in when I see him out on the ice. Be like, oh, good. You know, this would be a good shift. Petrie's out there. Um, and then, it again, it doesn't make it feel like, you know, those young guys have to produce. I think that's I think that's why it's something that I'm very optimistic about. I just can't. Yeah, no, I mean you're right. You're you're probably taking the the right thought process on this. I'm turning into a curmudgeon because I read Jared's comment here. I would also like to see Grand Rapids get better. They have been caca the last couple of seasons because Detroit keeps pulling from them. I am so I I, I guess I'm just so impatient at this point. I'm just like I don't, I don't care. I just need to see that winged wheel win. I it just. Burn, burn Grand Rapids, you know, Griffins and make them suffer at the benefit of my Detroit Red Wings. I'm totally cool with that. And I, you know, I'm not saying that's a responsible thought let's, or the right one, but I, that's... It, no, let's put it this way. Like for Grand Rapids, instead of feeling again, like we have to rely on these guys, this is a pretty fun roster. Like if we just take a trip out to Beer City, um, you know, you get to see Lombardi, Hannes, uh, Soderblom, not to mention Carter Mazur. Hirose is going to be out there still. You can see Wallander, um, Johansson. You can see Edmondson. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's 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 like a watchable product at Grand Rapids. And it's a watchable product because it does feel like this Red Wing roster kind of has some some actual depth to it. Um, so I feel like with Petrie, we didn't pick up like another number six defenseman. We picked up a guy who could be, you know, a three or four. Or my God, in an emergency, you know, he'd be comfortable still playing 22 minutes a night. Yeah. Uh, Jared points out there, he's excited for Lindstrom to get a change of scenery. We don't have to watch him get blown by or completely misread uh, on the ice. <laughs> uh, Dan B throws out there, it'll be really funny if Petrie ends up playing more games than Eric Carlson. Um, yeah, what a win for Pittsburgh, actually. Like, if, if Dan B's right, of course, that would be hilarious. But, man. Pittsburgh, wheeling and dealing, making some moves, trying to get that last bit of juice out of Crosby and Malkin. Uh, they they made they made the right move uh, for their new president of hockey ops, and who's now he removed his interim status as GM and he is full fledged uh, GM. He's a hell of a fantasy player. <laughs> Give him that. Uh, 
Chewy, wonder if Montreal takes Sherratt back instead of Lindy. Oh, boy, what a... That would be amazing. Uh, Matt has now been banned from Van Andel Arena. This is from Jared. You know what? I don't have the time to make it anyway. So, screw you, Van Andel Arena. And by the way, I do... I, I, I must say, I like going there even to watch the Red Wings get destroyed. Or, I'm sorry, watch the Griffins get destroyed. Um... But I, I will 100%. Like, if if there was a hockey god that came up to me and said, look, I'm going to give you a couple of years of playoffs, but 25 years, the Griffins will finish dead last in the AHL, and you get two years of play. Now, whatever happens after those two years of playoffs, whatever. But I am guaranteeing the Griffins finished last place in the AHL for 25 straight years. I would do that in a heartbeat. Oh, in a heart. And I would smile while I do it. Oh, my God. And I'd come tell you guys about it. I'd be so proud of it. I'd be like, guys, we're going to the playoffs. It's because of me. Don't bother going to Grand Rapids. <laughs> um, Dan B, Pittsburgh's falling into the same trap as the 13-14 wings. Uh, long rebuild coming in pit. I, I did. I will say this. I, I listened to uh, the athletic, um, what their hockey podcast today. And Rossi, I think is the Pittsburgh writer who came on there on the show today. Uh, maybe it was a couple of days. I don't know who cares, but um, the, the attitude it sounds like in Pittsburgh is like, let's see what happens in these next two years. And then yes, we're fucked. Which is it's that's kind of cool to me, um. And you're right, Dan. That does sound like the the Ken Holland logic. But you also uh, have you have Sidney Crosby. You know, you kind of got to do right by him. And so, uh, it's kind of what we were preaching. The Red Wings might want to do, where you have like a superstar guy, and you just keep picking up peripheral guys. So. I wouldn't be judging it too harshly because this is kind of the model we were talking about doing. Um, so <laughs> that's almost the reason to root for Pittsburgh because I have idolized um, having a couple of excellent players that you can just kind of, you know, move those you know guys around them and still be competitive. Matt, what did you think of the haul um, that San Jose got? I'm, I'm I... pretty, uh, I'm not whelmed, I'm underwhelmed. Michael Granlin, Mike Hoffman, is it Jan Ruta? Yeah, a bunch um, of thirty-year-old dudes who don't score, and then one for was it one first-round pick? One first-round pick. Yeah, like, like they've been trying to drop that contract, and I think they got a little desperate, and that was the result. I I do not think that they 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 finished in third place in that trade. Um, right, Pittsburgh, then Montreal then San Jose, and then Detroit. Yikes. Uh, right, wasn't Jeff Petrie a part of that trade, and now he's on our team? Am I wrong? Uh, kind of in, indirectly, I think. Um, I just, this this seems like a horrible haul. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, San no, Jose. That's... All you Sharks fans out there, you got fucked. And you traded away what was the best mustache in the business. Um, I don't, I don't know. 
Jared Sharks ate it. Yeah, and the other thing too, like um, you know, you're talking about like potential for a real difference maker as well, like in the Carlson conversation. Mm-hmm. Like we've been taking dumps on him for years, and he casually puts in like 60, 70 points. And it's like, oh, oh man, <laughs> look at that that ankle. What a terrible contract for San Jose. <laughs> Last year he puts up a hundred points. And it's like what were we thinking when we were giving him shit at 60 points? Like, I, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't get it. Carlson will, will go down as, uh, you know, now, through all the injuries, like with all that happening, he's, he's, he's one of the best of all time. This, this guy is the opposite of an Iserman acquisition because he makes a lot of money, big contract. But Matt, if we had given up, uh, what was the equivalent of Mike Hoffman and Michael Granlin, which we have quite a few of those guys, if you ask me, guys who like scoring 30 to 40 points a season, um, <laughs> picked up Carlson and that massive contract. Matt, would that have uh, moved the needle for you? Would that have made you excited where Jeff Petrie just kind of has you, um, you know, responsibly interested? That would have been fun to argue every episode <laughs> with everyone about how excited I am and how it's going to be cool to see us put up a ton of points, you know, uh, with this team. But I would totally understand everybody like, no, this is this is going to hurt us defensively and yada, yada, yada. So I, I would get it from that perspective. But I don't know. Like that would be that would be fun. I mean, whoever gets him, like you, you clearly benefit even when your team is hot garbage. So put him with some real talent, and God damn, just stand back. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, Corey throws out there the win for San Jose was dropping the money, but like I said, I still think they got a little desperate there and they lost. Um, yeah, Jared throws out there San Jose is about to blow up the roster and accept their fate. So why bother i think is jared's point like dropping all that money um dan b eric carlson will be a minus 40 this year uh can i real quick i know that we're bummed about um Sherrod, right who's who's not quite making five mil i'm just throwing this out there so pittsburgh's d right now is eric carlson at 10 mil uh latang at 6.1 who's 36 years old he's going to be getting paid and, and- that for 36, 37, 38, 39, age 40. Uh, then Ryan last Graves. year had a stroke, by the way. Ryan Graves. Well, I think we were a little envious of that move, but one, two, three, four, five, six. You're gonna be paying him till he's 34, 4.5 mil. Um, and then Marcus, uh, is it Pedersen? And then a couple of jabronis. So mm-hmm. Marcus was the one we were talking about during the season where I was like, Ooh, I kind of. Oh, I like her. Like, I, I totally would have brought Marcus over. Um, But, yeah, I still, like, again, the the athletic reporter for Pittsburgh is, like, the, the attitude over there is let's see what we can do for Crosby uh, right now. And then, yeah, we're going to worry. We're going to suck big time. On, what is it? Crosby's contract is up in two years. He's 36, so he'll be 38 at that point. He's, he's had a ton of injuries, concussions. That could be the end for Crosby. So I think, again, this 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 might have just been like, Dubas, get in here, make us 
legit for the rest of Crosby's career. And then your job is to fix this after. <laughs> and you got to clean up your mess. Um, by the way, I think Dan B, this is like his third like point bomb in this episode. But that Boston draft pick just keeps getting better. I like how you said Boston there. Boston. Yeah, well, it's a uh, wicked, wicked, uh, hot wicked city. Boston. Boston. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, in, totally. uh, indigenous to Boston. Um, yeah. What well, was that? Another retirement? Was that Krejci? Oh yeah. Yeah. Boston, yeah. Boston's done. Uh, right. Like <laughs> everything's coming up wings right now. Um, yeah. And I, I will say, Matt, as, as far as knowing that next summer is the summer of the Maple Leafs, and my God, we need to be uh, the Viking Raiders and pillage from them. <laughs> All the guys who are like, fuck this, let's abandon ship. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely be taking and pillaging from Toronto before getting Carlson and that monster contract and giving up, you know, what the Red Wings want to have in a defensive defenseman identity. So we get to keep our identity and keep our books open for the great summer that we haven't seen since LeBron James and the Miami Heat. Man, it's <laughs> going to be awesome. All right. I'm ready to wrap up. Uh, guys, I appreciate you coming. And we just basically announced the episode right before we started recording. And you guys still um, showed up. God bless I know, you. No, you guys are amazing. Uh, thanks for listening to me. Kind of not be excited about petrie and i'm glad mike came in and was excited for you guys i'm not... responsibly excited yeah. yeah you're responsibly excited i'm i i like how you put it i i'm more interested and i like i like that we upgraded any move that upgrades the team i'm happy um god i just i can't do it anymore i can't get excited for get excited man no i can't do it no we got no, a new I top refused. four guy and we got to do special thanks to jared of course uh chewy god bless you hope you the health goes well. Dan B, Fethdar, performance art. Uh, we had some new names in there. No baby Corey. Was in there. We had Corey. Uh, yeah, Corey Manning was in there quite a few times. Thanks, Corey. Uh, don't forget to like and follow. Uh, five star review, all that good stuff. Uh, Matt, do we have one more of this? One more back here. Oh, I'm letting them down. I think those are the big names. And then Dan B, if I didn't say it, you get another one, Dan B. So that's three mentions of Dan B. Thank you. Yeah, you got everybody in there. All right. Uh, We'll see you guys uh, if there's another trade or something. I don't know. I have birthdays coming up, so I'm going to be a little bit busy. So maybe we'll if we we'll go by from a week Toronto again. To tomorrow, then we're doing yeah. an emergency episode. Just Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thanks for coming aboard, everybody. We'll see you guys. Love you. Bye.